Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 171 of the Social Liability Podcast, the podcast where we discuss those folks in our lives that violate the social contracts that we all agree to live by. I'm your host, Aras, with my co-host, The Buck, bringing you new and interesting stories from the far reaches of the internet. <sighs> I've said that, or at least close to that, 171 times now, Buck. <laughs> kind of ridiculous when you think about it. Well, you know what, though? I've had a great time all 171 fucking times. So, I mean... there we, We've literally missed one week in 171 weeks. So, technically, we've been doing this 172 weeks. We've missed one week. Um, in the very near future, you know, I'm going to lose this uh, this remarkable studio I have here. And having to relocate across the country again, which I am ecstatic about. <laughs> uh, so we might have to come up with a solution on that end. I think I have an idea. Um, I'll talk to you about it offline, but I think I have an idea of how to handle that situation. Uh, hopefully we can make that happen. Um, and I've also been reaching out to our guests that were supposed to be on the show that we teased a little while back. And I think we're still good to go. Uh, just COVID kind of, kind of delayed us a little bit, just a little bit. A scotch, scotch. All right, Buck. Instead of us rambling, let's get into writing some stories because that's what the people want to hear, Buck. They want to hear the stories, not not us. Right. We're just kind of here. Okay. This first couple. This first story comes from CBSNews.com. Couple arrested for allegedly crashing cars for insurance payout and posted in the videos on YouTube. <laughs> Nice. So we do have a YouTube-centric episode today, so it, it comes well, it comes back around. <laughs> the couple has been arrested for allegedly causing intentional collisions in an attempt to defraud insurance companies. According to the San Bernardino Sheriff's Office, Christopher Phelps and his wife Kimberly Phelps posted dash cam video of crashes on YouTube under the channel name Blue Ghost. And it's spelled in leet, and if you're old enough to remember that, well... I'm sorry, you need a colonoscopy. Uh, the, the channel has been a, has approximately 162 dash cam videos featuring collisions, attempted to near collisions, and road rage incidents. The California Department of Insurance began an investigation after discovering the channel after Christopher was involved in a suspicious collision, which he seemed to stop for no apparent reason, causing a truck pulling a trailer to hit his vehicle. According to the district attorney's office, the investigation uncovered about 23 collisions <laughs> linked to 17 insurance claims filed by Christopher, all with videos posted to his channel. Investigators who found 42 videos linked to a road rage incident and attempted collision involving the 40-year-old. Christopher was charged with six counts of assault with a deadly weapon, 11 counts of insurance fraud, and five felony counts of child endangerment. Kimberly was also charged with two counts of felony child endangerment and one count of insurance fraud. Prosecutors said that the couple had their child in the car for many of the collisions. Christopher, who was previously charged with one count of assault with a deadly weapon and another count of causing vehicle collision for the purpose of presenting false claim following his arrest last month. The San Bernardino County Sheriff's arrested the couple on Wednesday and they are being held on half a million dollars bail each. I have been an insurance fraud investigator the majority of my adult life in some way, shape, or form. I'm, I'm doing it again now. And it, it, it's sad. 
like for my 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 jam is <laughs> my jam is workers comp. My jam is workers compensation. And I can tell you definitively, nine out of every ten claims has a fraudulent aspect to it. It doesn't necessarily mean the claim was fraudulent on its face. Typically, the, the injury did occur, but then, the, you know, the person, after three weeks of PT, is ready to go, but it still hurts, Doc. It still hurts. Mm, I, I think I need a few more weeks. And they get to sit home paid a little bit longer and a little bit longer and a little bit longer. I, I, you know, the, the last entity I worked for, I had a guy who every single year in November, he would get injured. It was a back injury every November. And he wouldn't be well enough to work again until at least January. That's just what his MO was every single year. I could, I could show the documentation every year. This guy hadn't worked a Thanksgiving or a Christmas in like eight years. Amazing. And how my predecessor well, you know and, and how my predecessor never picked up on it, I'll never understand. Well <laughs> it's just it boggles my mind that people go through the trouble of like orchestrating all of this all of these, you know, fraudulent things or heists or whatever they're doing. And then they have the the just what I don't even know what you would call it, but then they post it online. Like, why? What would? Like, do you realize what you're doing is actually illegal? Like, do you actually understand that what you're doing is wrong? Because I, I, I would, I just don't know. See, you have, how, a, you how have, does, you have an absolute right. Fifth Amendment in the United States through Fifth Amendment protections against self-incrimination. You do not have to testify against yourself. You do not have to speak to the police. In some cases, the only thing you ever have to do is give them your name. And that's only in certain circumstances. And in certain states. One, unless you've been duly arrested. That being said, you do not have to present evidence against yourself. You cannot be compelled to present evidence against yourself. But if you're dumbass videotapes evidence and posts it on the internet for the world to see you're a fool <laughs> yeah like that's i can't even i can't even articulate my thoughts on this is so fucking stupid it's like you are obviously not a road scholar like this is well this is okay that be, uh. that, that being said but most this is why our insurance premiums for everything whether it be car insurance homeowners insurance or, or liability insurance yep, in some way, shape, absolutely. or form. That is why it is so expensive. Because people don't realize, oh, it's, it's a major corporation. They're just yes, but when nine out of every ten claims is fraudulent, you, <laughs> you are, are expending so much money. And I'm not saying these companies aren't making money by any stretch of the imagination. But what I'm saying is they are... are, are my dogs are going crazy. They they agree, um, but what I'm saying yeah. is they, <laughs> you, if this is why our premiums are so high, is because everything is is fraud. You you look at every single, uh, every single fucking claim that is filed. You look at it as though it is fraudulent until it's not. And I can guarantee you, know, you if you ever get a disability claim, I can guarantee. T you 
They are not going to just say, okay, here's your check, and that's the end of it. Oh, no, 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 no. You are going to go for IME appointments at least once a year. You are going to have an investigator on you at least once a year, probably twice. You, if you, <laughs> if you're going to put up an act, you better be a fucking Shakespearean thespian that can pull this off for the rest of your life. This is going to be a, a, a master class in method acting. Lifetime commitment. Lifetime commitment. Because people, an insurance company's job isn't to, you know, take care of you. You know, it isn't to make sure you're okay. An insurance company's function at its real, real root is to mitigate risk. And that's what they're very good at. And when they pay you money, like they're not mitigating your risk. No, 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 no. They're mitigating their risk. Your premiums are based on their, their probability that they'll have to pay you a claim. I, okay? I, okay, so I cannot, I got to be really careful because I can't give details about this. I've, for the last three days, I have been investigating someone rather famous. Okay, they are a celebrity. And they have had an insurance claim for disability for about 13 years. And I have spent the last three days gathering evidence against this person. And I have it. This person is going to lose in court. There is no shadow of a doubt that this person is going to lose in court. This is 13 years after the fact, and they're still paying me to come after them. <laughs> you yeah. will think long and hard before you lie to an insurance company. Because I guarantee you, they will go for all that money back. They probably won't get it, but they're going to go for all that money back. And given the complexity of this one, they may very well ask for criminal charges for insurance fraud. Yeah. You know, but either way, man, either way, the inner machinations of the insurance company are not to be fucked with. People don't make fraudulent claims. You fuck up the world for everybody when you do it. On that note, what do we got up next? This next one comes from CNN.com. Australian surf swim club members shocked by ban on nudity in changing rooms and showers. You read that? Yes, you heard that right. They're not allowed to be yeah. naked in the shower. An Australian surf lifesaving club has found itself at the center of controversy following its implementation of a non-nudity policy in showers and changing rooms. Pretty confused how the hell that's supposed to work. Ocean swimmer Nada Pentel, who regularly uses the changing rooms after a morning swim, uh, this is in South Wales, by the way, uh, in Australia, <laughs> says she was sent a letter warning that she breached the Surf Life Saving Club's nudity policy. A sign in the club advises users to shower in your swimming costume and change with your towel around you. Another swimmer told the BBC that the sign appeared probably about three months ago. The letter uh, sent to Pantel reads, The board has advised members that nudity is not acceptable as per their child safe policy. It is your responsibility to follow the rules. You should continue, should you continue to ignore the rules, you will be subject to disciplinary action and or including termination of your membership. 
Pentel disagreed with the policy, telling CNN, that's what the changing rooms are for. They're for getting changed. <laughs> Meanwhile, club member Wendy Farley told Nine News that the new policy promoted body shaming. This is appalling. I think it's a backward step, and I think it's bad for young women. Pentel said the letter made her feel anxious, and she has since left the club. I am so anxious about someone seeing something and giving a child post-traumatic stress disorder, I handed my resignation. CNN has reached out to the Surf Life Saving Club and the Surf Life Saving Australia, Australia yeah, and the county's volunteer beach lifeguard organization for further clarity and comment. Surf Life Saving Australia's club safe policy, child safe policy, states members should not shower or change at the same time as supervising groups of children and they should avoid one-on-one -on -one situations with a child or young person in a changing area ensuring that they do not undress and avoid using a changing room with a cyp unless there are other people present surf life's nsw's oh the, the okay uh john harkness defended the incident to seven news we need to be mindful of our junior members in child protection <laughs> Having merely asked people to wear their swimmers when showering and be discreet while using a towel, you actually do not need to get changed. What? <laughs> okay. Wow. I thought that the last story was going to be the dumbest thing I heard in the day. But apparently we started low and we're getting higher. Okay. Great. Yes, this is fucking stupid. What what else? What a changing room. So you can't you can't shower naked. I mean, like, I mean, I really, I, I'm not saying it's impossible. I've actually taken okay like, a kind of like bullshit shower with swim trunks on, but the fact of the matter is, man, is like it shouldn't have to be that way, and. Changing with a towel around you, that's that's a Sisyphean task. I mean, like... <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my god, I... the children might see a booby. So what? <laughs> yeah. I'm dead serious, dude. I am so fucking tired of this fucking morality bullshit. Oh my god, they might see a nipple. Fuck, who? Guess what, motherfucker? They got him too. <laughs> yeah. We. I mean, and here's here here's the other thing. You know, most, not most. Okay, a lot of countries don't have the same morality standards we have. If you go to like France, for example, they have nude beaches. Children can go to said nude beaches, and it's not a th fucking thing. We only, it's only a thing in certain countries like United States, England, and Australia, and Canada, because I'll get to Canada in a minute, where in that, you know, we've told them, ooh, seeing a booby, that's bad. That's bad. We can't show you a booby. But goddamn, if we can't show you a fucking person getting decapitated on, ev on the evening television shows... But, you know, if that, if that fucking, if, if the, when you take their head off, if the fucking titty falls out of their shirt, whoa, 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 back up the truck. You know, you should not be teaching your, like, Here's, you're teaching the wrong lesson. Buck, teach I, people not to fucking stare. 
Dude, I've been like in, you know, as a kid, I was in a locker room. I went to the local Y, swim in the pool. Same concept as this, except they're on the beach. You have to take a shower when you get out. Why? Well, because if you don't, your fucking hair is going to turn green from the chlorine. I shit you not. My, I spent a summer at a community pool, uh, and my hair was green. The, 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 the fucking pool water, the chlorine, would, would just, it, there's a chemical reaction with your hair. So you have to take a shower, or else that shit's going to happen. It's also very irritating to the skin. Chlorine's not a naturally occurring thing for you. When you go to the ocean, I can't go in the ocean. I really can't. Uh, I have an allergic reaction to seawater. Um, so, you know, I, I, you might get me up to my knees, but that's about all you're going to get. Uh, when you, afterwards, you go take a shower to rinse off the fucking nasty, disgusting seawater. You know fish fucking that? Yeah. Dude, if we <laughs> ever went to the beach, I would throw a jellyfish at you. You couldn't pick up a jellyfish. Right. That's why That's why it was just a, an idle threat. But if I could, I would. Yeah, I'm sure you would. But, you know, in all those times where I spent time in, like, locker rooms getting changed, I saw a lot of old man penis. Saw a lot of old man penis. But not once did some old man stay in the corner and go, Hey, kid, you want to see my penis? <laughs> no. They were there to do their business and fucking leave. I was more of an inconvenience to them yeah. than they were to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like, what do they think? Like, people are getting changed and being like, Ooh, look at me. Oh, yeah. No. They're getting naked and putting their clothes on and leaving. And they're going on through their fucking day. So like, here, that's here's my whole like, thing. Here's my and leaving. Here's my, here's my whole thing. So this policy obviously came around because someone said, oh my God, little Billy saw a, a testicle. <clears throat> or something of that nature. So it, it, this is obviously a, a, a club, so that means they probably have, um, they vote on things. I was going to say, there's a board. There's a board. Vote out children. No children allowed. Done. Yeah. Well then, yeah. I mean... If you were so concerned that, oh, for it, we gotta think of the children. I gotta get that on my soundboard. I gotta get that, that fucking mod Flanders. Think of the children. <laughs> Dude, it's just, what, what lesson is to be learned from this? Like, that's, that's my whole, that's, that's my whole problem. It's like, what exactly, like, think of the children. Okay, so what exactly are we teaching them by, by this you know like to do things in the most inefficient and time spending manner that you possibly can no we're teaching them to be ashamed of them their own bodies right. that's what we're doing that that's mm -hmm. what i'm saying like you know there, there, I, I i did it's not in it's not in the episode but i did see a story <laughs> the other day uh I, I believe it was canada it might have been england but i think it was canada um it's a country where this individual is a trans female, uh, born male, transitioned into female. And uh, it's, a, it's in a country where they cannot change their gender on their, on their paperwork. So it still reads male, no matter what they do. Um, and somebody uh, complained about this person uh, jogging and and showing too much skin while they were doing it so <laughs> they, they said well legally 
and I'm, I'm a male. Well, men are allowed to jog without a shirt on. Well, this person had been taking hormone therapy and has apparently quite the set of knockers. So, <laughs> so you got this big titty person running down the street. They're calling the police and the police can't do a fucking thing because not, not a fucking thing. That is the definition of fuck around and find out. You know, you want a bitch, uh-huh. you gotta. Because <laughs> now, because yep. now, and that's the thing too. A lot of the calls were coming because they this person got outed as trans, and and they're like, "What are you gonna do about it?" Because now the phone calls are there's a woman running topless, <laughs> right? So. <laughs> Um, now she, this person has agreed with the police department because the police department apparently thought it was hilarious that they won't do it anymore. But reality is they absolutely could. And there's not a damn thing anybody could do about it. Right. And not a fucking thing. Cause guess what? Fat men got titties too. Yes. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And we, I, I, we're, we're, we're looking at no, each other and smiling. Don't. No, I'm going to yep, say it. Just don't. I'm gonna, just, no, I'm going to yeah. say it. I'm going to say it. I'm not going to say a name, but I'm going to say it. Uh, when we both worked in the prison system, uh, there was an individual who used to smuggle, male, who would smuggle things under his fat rolls, and he had a portable CD player under his titty one day. <laughs> Do you remember how offended he would get when you would tell him to lift up his boobs when we were strip searching that guy? <laughs> well, there was it's a like, reason. Hey, there was a like, reason. That's not- where he put shit. Well, and the thing is, is I remember he uh, he looked at me and he's like, why say it like that? I was like, why do you have to wait for me to ask? You know what we're in here doing. Like, if you don't want to be told that you have to lift up your fucking man boob, then don't wait for that. Like, you know, like, get it. Like, let's make that the first thing we do. Like. That's fine. You know, here's a, but it's here's gotta a, get done. Here's a little tip and tr- tip and trick for anybody who has to perform strip, ser- strip searches on a regular basis. I'm looking at you, corrections officers. They don't teach you this in the academy. But if somebody wants to bring something into the facility, they will continuously, continuously make it uncomfortable for you during some aspect of the strip search until you get to the point where you're not going to perform it correctly. And you do that consistently, and they know you're going to do it consistently, then they will bring stuff in that way. And that's exactly what this individual did. He just kept making it a big deal, big deal about you know people making him lift his fucking moves, and eventually people stopped doing it. Well, he, he, <laughs> I, I think there was a little bit more to the story, but there's one CO who just didn't play that game and still made him do it, and he. Got stuck. <laughs> I just whatever that, uh, and they weren't they weren't they weren't glorious fucking boobs like the dude that was running through the street. No, it was like seven, like seventy year old granny titties. <laughs> this these things these things definitely were in a category, but then I wouldn't call it a good one. Well, the guy at one point was like six hundred pounds. And he lost weight. He was like down like 250. So, yeah, the fat went away, but the skin didn't. No, it did not. No, it did not. No, it did not. He looked, 
he looked like a pop, a freshly pop can of like Pillsbury rolls. And for a short time, he worked at a fucking foundry. And so they were some of the filthiest people you've ever met. And they, 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 and they stunk already. This guy had like mold and shit growing on him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, you know what? I might, I, 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 there are just some things I'd rather not remember about that place. Let's, let's move on. Either way, either way, your policy fucking sucks and stop promoting body shaming, you dumb freaking like ignoramuses. Our next story comes from loudersound.com. A Christian store is stalking a Lamb of God mug, unaware they're a heavy metal band and guitarist. <laughs> and, oh and guitarist Mark Morton is not happy. Somehow, a Christian store online is mistakenly stalking Lamb of God merchandise. The item in question is a mug that displays the Virginia um, metalers? Artwork from the fourth studio album, Ashes of the Wake, available in two different sizes via uh, CheerioCustom.com, a shop that, quote, love using art to spread the message of God <laughs> through Christ-centered clothing, accessories, home decor, and gifts. <laughs> the item was recently bought, brought to the attention of the Lamb of God guitarist Mark Morton via Metal Addicts, who is re in response took to Twitter to declare, I ain't mad at Jesus, but y'all just can't be out here bootlegging my shit. <laughs> We're not entirely sure such a company could confuse the hellish artwork for a saintly representation of the Messiah, but we imagine it has something to do with their moniker. In fact, the Christian terminology Lamb of God is another term for Jesus, who, while a sacrificial lamb or animal, was allegedly sacrificed for the sins of mankind. Two reviews underneath the product also point out that the strange mix-up, with one sarcastically writing, Awesome Mug, dot dot dot, for copyright infringement. God has reversed, reserved a special place for liars, cheats, and those who profit from the work of others. While another says, Love the heavy metal mug, great mug showing the ashes of the Wake album cover for a secular heavy metal band, Lamb of God. Awesome, my favorite band. <laughs> a loud, as Loudwire pointed out, this isn't the first time Lamb of God has been accidentally represented, represented as a Christian organization. Eight years ago, multiple Virginia churches adopted the band's logo to promote their Easter service. Oh my god. Nice. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Oh my god. I'm looking at the mug too. I, I, there's no way you could mistake it. Somebody just did a Google image search and said, slap it on there. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Nobody did any due diligence before, before putting that design to print. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a streamer I watch. That my that my wife absolutely hates, but one of the the streams he does on occasion is he'll get on um, like Etsy or Wish 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 dot com, and he'll just sit there and his viewers will send him stuff, and you know he'll say, "All right, we have a thousand dollars to spend today," and people will send him stuff. Buy this, and then the people will vote on whether he buys it or not, and then like a stream a couple months later because Wish sucks, uh, he'll he'll open all this fucking bootleg shit. <laughs> 
and fucking wear it or, or, or demonstrate it. And it is it is some of the most horrific shit you can imagine. And most of it is literally somebody went and found like a Google image. Like if you type type in a Google image search for the item, like the 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 the, the premise of it, the first image that pops up, that's almost always the one that's like slapped on the fucking item. <laughs> Oh, it's ridiculous. Man. I think it's great though that um that he's definitely not happy about this. Uh that he's not letting it slide. Because you know what? I mean, serves serves these people right, man. Again, this is another instance of fuck around and find out. I hope he does get him for copyright infringement. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a church or not. That doesn't it doesn't make Oh, this you is this is just some fucking web this is this is just some website turning a profit because people are stupid. Oh yeah. That's even better. Go fuck yourself and the horse you rode in on, man. If you're gonna be turning a profit off of somebody else's shit, you can't cheat the hangman, dude. You can't cheat the hangman. Somebody you're not the only person who's gonna be getting paid on this fucking deal, bro. <laughs> Well, our next story comes from FlaggerLive.com. Man shoplifts scooter from Target and then assembles it outside the store. <laughs> Shoplifting is against the law. That's the first sentence, just in case you didn't know. It is generally not a good idea to shoplift an item that requires assembly and then use the sidewalk in front of the store for which the item was shoplifted to assemble it. A 20-year-old transient did so on Monday after shoplifting a $540 Razor brand electric scooter at Target. Holy crap. That's that's insane. Uh, the transient told a Flagler County Sheriff's deputy that since he was homeless, he did not have a way to get around. He needed a ride, so he lifted one. <laughs> Court records indicate the man was driving until 2018, if illegally. He has numerous arrests for driving on a suspended or revoked license. He was also uh, in drug court several years ago, and last year he was convicted of a third-degree felony for cocaine possession, serving a few months in jail for it. According to the Commissioners on Homelessness and Housing, Flagger has approximately 65 homeless individuals in the last point-in-time census in January of 2022, including 50 considered unsheltered. The city and the county have no public transportation system other than the county's on-demand service, which works by appointment. A large proportion of the homeless population suffer from mental illness, blah, blah, blah. We all know this. Uh, surveillance video of the incident showed the homeless man entering Target at noon, taking a shopping cart, and then heading to the sporting goods section, where he took the scooter and placed it in the cart. He rolled <laughs> the cart out of the store. The Target employees called authorities. When sheriff's deputies arrived, he saw the man on the sidewalk assembling the scooter. <laughs> In a brief body cam segment, the man did not initially answer whether he had bought the item. <laughs> Deputies routinely search individuals there being detained, placed in arrest. The deputy found a small metal pipe burned at one end. The county, I'm sorry, the deputy concluded it was used to smoke drugs. No shit. The man yeah, was charged right. with possession of drug paraphernalia in addition to the shoplifting charge. His bond was set at $2,000 and he remains at county jail. <sighs> What state is this? Well, regardless, you know, $549, man, that's, that's, that's a fucking, that's a street charge. <laughs> like, well, no, it don't, get, actually, you, no, 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 it made, it, well, they're all street charges, but what I'm saying is it, um, oh my God, it's Florida, of course. Uh, <laughs> The uh, but in certain states, uh, you know, the the felonies. Uh, it depends on the, the the amount of the item stolen. 
And I, it, it's states, some states are different. Some states it's like a hundred dollars. Other states it's like several thousand. So uh, right. I don't, I don't, I'd have to look into see what Florida's was. But you know, that, the either whole, way, man, uh, either way, nice, uh, nice, nice pick on the five hundred and forty-nine dollar scooter. I, I, I do mean, like you definitely. You definitely weren't sandbagging on yourself. No, no, no. He's, he's got the good one, apparently. What I, what I kind of yeah. have, have a problem with is when the deputy found a small metal pipe burned at one end, he concluded it was used to smoke drugs. Well, no shit, but until you actually find drug residue on there, it's not drug paraphernalia. You can... Yeah, that could have been... Could very well could have been used for anything. You, you know what got me in trouble with probation when I worked for, when I worked for probation services? I actually... Not drugs... Kinda. Uh, I got in trouble for this. So I did orientation for new, new people being brought on probation. And there was one point during my little couple hour spiel where I asked what their charges were because I needed to know if they had some kind of defense that would prevent them from going to certain places, that kind of thing. And one guy said, oh, I'm just here on a PV violation. I said, well, that's what's your original charge and what did you do to violate? And his original charge was a, it was a drug charge. So it's like, okay, cool. That's easy. I said, but what was your violation? He was drug paraphernalia. I go, you were on probation and you got hit with drug paraphernalia, dude. What the fuck? Well, his story was he went to the head shop and he bought a bong. And as he was getting in his car to leave, one of our illustrious uh, officers Saw him walking out of the store with a bag, went up to him, and since he was on probation, demanded to search his vehicle. Found the bong and arrested him for drug paraphernalia. What's wrong with this story? I have no idea. I told the guy, it's like... Well, he never used it. He I, never I, used I asked it. the guy, it's like, and you got convicted? He's like, well, I, I, I took a plea so I could have, you know, avoid going upstate. I'm like, did you have an attorney? And he, and he did, and then we all know which one it was. Um, uh-huh. and he, I said, you fucked up, son. <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? I go, you never used it. You just bought it and you bought it new. I'm assuming he's like, yeah, I go. So there was no drug residue on it. Well, no, it was brand new. <laughs> you you should have fought that shit, dude. You would have won. <laughs> just, yeah. all, you, all you had to do was say you were going to use it for tobacco. That's all you had to say. And they could not, because the burdens on them, not on you. And he, you, you just saw like the realization wash across his face, like oh my god. <laughs> yeah. But somebody else reported me for telling him that he could have got off on that charge. <laughs> well, how else would they continue to steal people people's money? Money other and, than getting them in the in, and money and freedom, and, you know. Now, this is this is this this all happened this all happened in a state that now has legal marijuana. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yes, it, it does. I do like the states that are doing that now that are um, offering expungement of charges. You live in a state. I agree with that. You live in a state like that. All right, we're going to go to the NewYorkPost.com. Florida teacher fired for making students write their own obituaries, saying he didn't do anything wrong. A canned Florida high school teacher claims he did not do anything wrong when he had students write their own obituaries during an active shooter drill. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Psychology teacher Jeffrey Keene, uh, who is appealing his termination from Dr. Phillips High School, told Fox 35 he wanted to teach students how to stay safe during an emergency drill while also teaching them lessons from his class. If they died 24 hours from now, what would they do differently and then what they did yesterday? And that's how to get them to get rid of all the fluff and show what's important in the world. I won't say you're going to die. Let's stress out and let's and let, and let stress you out. Keen, an educator for 15 years, said a student had gotten upset at the course at the start of the day, prompting him to include a disclaimer stating, this is in no way to upset you. That's like saying, with all due respect, you're an asshole. With all due respect. <laughs> Just because you say, not, with all due respect. That sound mean. Yeah. Just because you say with all due respect doesn't mean you can say whatever you want. <laughs> but, but I put the disclaimer up that says this is in no way to upset you. <laughs> yeah. He claimed that by his second class of the day, a supervisor came to observe him and shut down his lesson when he asked students what they would do if they were in the restroom during an active shooter situation. I was stunned, he said. I was talking to the students about the world they live in, gun safety, active shooters. Keene also then received a notice from the Orange County School District letting him know that he could either resign from his position or be fired. I said, I didn't do anything wrong. I said, if, if I did, tell me what it is. They said, we can't do that. I said, in that case, since I don't know what I did wrong, you're going to have to go ahead and terminate me without cause. And then there, there's a, a picture of his... Um, uh, his, his, his lesson. And it says, today we have an active shooter on campus. One, write a reflective paper on your perception as you hear it happening. Two, today was your last day alive. <laughs> write your own obituary. <laughs> Three, additional writing. What is your perception, your thoughts on uh, why the United States is having so many mass shootings? What kind of positive actions can we as a collective group uh with a common cause. Talk to the deceased. <laughs> oh my God. It's just, it goes on and it, it cuts off here. But, uh, but then at the end it says, please realize as we are discussing addressing this topic, especially in psychology, this is in no way to intend to upset you at all. <laughs> Thankfully, or thoughtfully rather, Mr. Keene, psychology department. The school district said it was unable to discuss the specific uh, details of the case since as Keene is appealing his termination. A spokesperson for the district said in a statement, Dr. Phillips' high school families were informed that a teacher gave an inappropriate assignment about school violence. Administration immediately investigated it and probationary employee has been terminated. Keene's lesson plan also comes as the nation reels in the wake of the Nashville school shooting, which saw three elementary school students, three faculty members gunned down by a former pupil at the city's Covenant School. But hey, I I this is I, uh, this is this is in no way meant to upset you, Buck. But you're kind of ugly. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> it's all right. Anything you say, you know what? Uh, it was on Game of Thrones that I saw this. But uh, they the one of the characters said to another one, "Anytime you have to say but, whatever follows it is probably shit." And you know what? I mean, like. <laughs> And, and it definitely applies. Not to offend you, but... It's like, <laughs> oh, you're about ready to talk some shit. Okay. All right. You know? It's... 
<laughs> it's not about the assignment either. I'm not I, I don't I don't think that, you know, having a kid write write that kind of I don't know. I wouldn't be upset by that. But the timing, you know, having it in tandem with school shooter drills, like, oh yeah. You know, that 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 is definitely implying something a little bit more than just an assignment to me. Yeah. You know, if you're like, oh, creative writing assignment, and you know, you're talking about all sorts of happy stuff, it's like, oh, creative writing assignment. Creative yeah, writing. Throw it out there like on a whim. We're gonna do our right. own our own obituaries. What we'd like people to remember about us. Cool. I'll write that because I'll be like, this person was not a nice person. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, I mean, like you know, I could see that being a clever creative writing, like yes. But do. when you're doing it during an, act, what, an active yeah, shooter not, drill, not, uh, yeah, your timing, bro, your timing, Ugh. and you're trying to teach a lesson to go like. The lesson isn't the writing that he's trying to teach. The license, the like, that would be an English class project, psychology class project. Uh, yeah, uh, tying little, it in with school shootings. I'm a little confused by the shit, like. Ooh. I'm a little confused by the high school having a psychology department, but hey, to each his own. Um, but yeah, the one thing I, I I'm kind of confused by is the fact that they referred to him as a probationary employee. So why is it, uh, what kind of fucking like mega death contract do these teachers have down there that means he can appeal his termination if he was on probation? Right. So. Yeah, really. That's actually a pretty good point. <laughs> but either way, dude, you're an idiot. Either way, you're a fucking idiot. Uh, you definitely definitely tried to tie that in to a school shooter lesson which was a very bad thing to do it truly very was. poor taste ugly form you ugh. well I, our, got, I got nothing to redeem you with nothing our next story comes from abcnews.com michigan man charged with assault for allegedly hitting clerk on head with frozen fish <laughs> A Michigan man has been arrested for allegedly assaulting a grocery clerk with a four-pound frozen fish during a dispute. The incident occurred around 7.13 p.m. local time at a grocery store in Warren in the Detroit metro area. After the fish counter clerk informed the man that the counter had closed at 7 p.m. due to the Ramadan holiday, the suspect allegedly became angry and argued with the clerk. The suspect then allegedly assaulted the clerk on the head with a four-pound frozen hilsa fish, a type of herring. Because <laughs> that's important. Uh, local, oh, piece of, local police arrested the suspect, and the victim was transported to the hospital. The prosecutor's office did not have an update on the victim's condition as of Wednesday. The suspect, identified by prosecutors as Jabul Hussan, 60, was charged with one count of aggravated assault, a misdemeanor. He was arraigned on uh, Monday in the Warren County District Court and has posted a $5,000 bond, according to court records. His pretrial hearing is scheduled for April 27th. I never thought I had to say this, but if you assault someone with a fish in our county, you will be prosecuted, said the prosecutor, Peter Lucadio. A frozen fish is dangerous if it is used to hit someone on the head. Boy, he can put a personal check mark in, in his box. Things I never thought I'd have to say. <laughs> yes, if you tax somebody with a frozen fish, you will be prosecuted. Never thought I'd say that. We'll just put a check in that box. Man. Done. You know what? I mean, 
you know, when 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 a motherfucker needs to be slapped, and all you got's a fish, you gotta slap a motherfucker I mean, with a fish. You spo- I was about ready to say, if if he was holding a hammer, this would have been about the guy assaulting a grocery store employee with a hammer. You know, what's the difference? Now, <laughs> do you think he was right to fucking hit him? No, <laughs> of course not. <sighs> okay, Buck, we're gonna. Go to a story here. I have not read the the story entirely, and I, I did skim it over a little bit because I wanted to see if it was what I thought it was, and I think it is. And we have not discussed this in any way, shape, or form. So I want to read the story and then get your opinion. Oh no! Okay. This comes from Reason.com. Mom, who was arrested for letting her 14-year-old babysit, has been finally been cleared. Melissa Henderson, the Georgia mom, handcuffed, arrested, and thrown in jail for having her 14-year-old babysit her younger siblings in the early days of COVID-19, has prevailed in her legal ordeal. I don't know if this would, I didn't know if this would ever end. I was very relieved. A heaviness has been lifted. The heaviness began on May 5th of 2020 when the Hendersons was called to work. Unfortunately, her younger kid's daycare was shuttered, and so was her older kid's school. She asked her 14-year-old daughter, Lindley, to watch the four little ones as she went to work. When Lily was, Lin, Lindley was participating in remote learning, her youngest brother, four-year-old Thaddeus, spied a friend outside and went to play with him. This was in a quiet rural Blairsville, Georgia, population 616. The friend's mother called the cops, and thus Henderson's ordeal began. After all, the arresting officer wrote in his report, Anything terrible could have happened to the lad. He could have been kidnapped, run away, or even been bitten by a venomous snake. That is in the police report. That is the cop's exact words. That is a quote. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. David Lagugas, for, for, um, founder of Parents USA, a nonprofit fighting for parents' rights, took the case pro bono. One of the things we pointed out in the George's own guidelines for the Division of Family and Children's Services says a 13-year-old can care for siblings for up to 12 hours. Delugas argued that the Georgia's reckless conduct statute was unconstitutionally applied. In layman's terms, he explained that this meant her case shouldn't even have gone to trial because it was so ridiculously not a crime. When Henderson was arrested, five cop cars came to her house. Henderson was handcuffed in front of her kids, put in the cruiser, and taken to a cell. Her ex-husband bailed her out. The case dragged out for three years. It took me a long time to even be able to talk without crying. She faced a possible fine of $1,000 and one year in jail. She was offered a plea, but refused to take it. In his brief, DeLugas quoted University of Idaho law professor David uh, Pimelton's, or Pimeltal's, I can't, whatever, article, protecting the free-range kid, parents' rights, and the best interests of the children, which says the state interventions in the family should be viewed with skepticism. My nonprofit, Let's Grow, is working in narrow states, often ambiguous and open-ended neglect laws. Our Reasonable Childhood Independence Bill establishes that the neglect is when you put your kids in serious, obvious danger, not any time you take your eyes off them, or the state dreams up a historic uh, threat. Uh, in, the, in the end, the judge agrees, saying the court is bound to find in favor of the defendant as the state has failed to allege evidence sufficient to indicate the defendant consciously disregarded a substantial and unjustifiable risk. Henderson is now a free woman with two problems still hanging over her head. The first is the time and money it will take to seal the expungement of her arrest record, jail record, and court files, so she never has to mention it in unemployment or background checks. The second is that her ex-husband 
uh, just filed for custody of the two younger children based partially on her arrest. Her GoFundMe remains open to defray the cost of both these legal battles. What do you think, Buck? That is the biggest crock of shit I ever fucking heard, man. I'll tell you what, man. You know, I never had to do it. I didn't have to do it very much. But I've got a lot of siblings, all right? And there were times where my mom and dad, being the parents of, you know, 10 fucking kids, nine, nine living children, uh, wanted to go and, you know, have a mom and dad evening. And, you know, after my two older sisters went to college, you know, I'd be, you know, probably, probably from the time I was about 13 till, till I graduated from high school myself. My parents wanted an evening out. You know, they didn't have a problem leaving me to take care of my brothers and sisters for, you know, an afternoon or something like that. And, you know, that's just me. When, when I was younger, my oldest sister would actually take care of us for like, like an overnight, like, you know, I don't see anything wrong with that. You know, if you can't trust your own kid the, to watch your younger children, that come on. Like, well, there's certain states that have different laws. Uh, I can say that they're actually in like, the state that I live in, there is no age. It is just simply determined if the child is mature enough to handle the responsibility. Now, there's other states where uh, you know, they'll specifically outline an age. But in, in other states, it's, there, there is none. And you know, the, the whole concept of, oh, this accident happened, let's charge the mother. Now, this may be something she did on the regular. It may have been something she did in an emergency because, I don't know, fucking COVID? <laughs> Everything's on lockdown. Everything's closed. But yet the... The twat waffle that called the police, instead of saying, oh, little Thaddeus is outside. Let me take little Thaddeus home. Why was your kid outside playing during lockdown? Why was your kid outside? Seriously. All the schools and all the daycares in your town of 600 and some people are shut down, which means there is a significant outbreak in your community and you're just going to disregard that but you know this woman she's the bad parent for, for having to go to work and leave her 14 year old in charge and her 14 year old messed up I don't see any neglect here and as far as the cop like that quote oh that cop was so fucking out of line Dude, anything could have happened to the lad. I want to speak to this man in person and see if he actually has those words in his regular, just speaking to me vernacular. Because I, I, it sounds like, like I don't think, I, Georgia cop, anything could have happened to the lad. I, Georgia cop speaks like that? No. No, <laughs> not if he, no. Mm -mm. If he does, I know he's the one that gets made fun of or sent for fucking coffee during every fucking meeting they have. Like, that dude's a laughing stock of the department. In good old boy country, anything could have happened to the lad. Well, if you're in a venomous snake. Yeah. A venomous snake. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, you know what? I mean, a fucking you know, a, a mad cow might have shown up too. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know, dude, there is something that you don't even you haven't even factored into your danger algorithm man hangnails 
No, I'm, okay. I'm thinking cocaine bear. Dude, oh yeah, cocaine bear. There could have been a toilet seat falling out of the sky. Yeah, could have been a cocaine bear. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, that too. I have a friend, it's completely off topic. I have a friend of mine who's a park ranger. And he said he can now retire happy because a kid asked him if he ever, ever had to deal with a cocaine bear. <laughs> yeah. Either way, man. Like, you know, everything about this is fucking stupid. And it's ruining this woman's life. And it's ruining her ability to interact with her children. You know, now ex-husband. Shame on that dude, too, by the way. You know, the, yeah, I can understand. Divorce is a pretty sloppy and messy thing. You know, I went through it myself, and I went through through some pretty, you know, I don't want to say stressful, but, you know, heated discussions about custody with my ex when uh, when that was still on the table. And I don't think I would have goosed my way or leveraged anything. Like, that's just low. That's punching low. Like, you know, if she were actually guilty of neglecting your children, and that's what you're going to use to, like, you know, leverage your custody... Yeah, I could see that. But you know that your your ex-wife didn't do anything wrong and you're still going after her. Like, dude, that's cheap shot, low punching bullshit. Yeah, he's punching like, down. This, the, well, I, I will the, say yeah, this, I Buck. Mean, like, if, if you're at all... He's trying to raise her kids. If you're at all interested in the GoFundMe account, uh, if you just look up Benefit Melissa Henderson, single mom arrested, <laughs> it currently has $26,858 in donations. 30, 32 people have just donated today alone. Um, <laughs> I will say the only thing I see abuse-wise here is naming your child Thaddeus. <laughs> yeah, but see, I don't think he could use that in his documents either because he obviously agreed to the name. True. Okay, Buck, we have one more story left. And this has been making like national news. So this isn't a scoop by our by us, but it's something I wanted to talk about. This is being reported by WUSA9.com. YouTuber making prank video shot at Dulles Town Center. Have you heard anything about this yet? Nope, this will be completely wow. organic, but I can't fucking wait. Sterling, Virginia. The victim, critically injured inside the Dulles Town Center Mall, said he was recording a prank video for his YouTube page when he was shot. Tanner Cook, 21, remained intensive care the next day with his mother by his side with one bullet pierced through his stomach and liver. The Loudoun County Sheriff's Office did not publicly identify Tanner Cook, but court documents at the Loudoun County District Court identified him during the arraignment uh, for the suspect Alan Cooley, 31, of Leesburg. Officials arrested and charged Cooley on Sunday with aggravated malicious wounding, using a firearm to commission a felony and discharging a firearm within a building. Sheriff Mike Chapman said the shooting was a result of a fight that broke out in the food court between both men. The gunfire caused panic among mall goers. A video recorded uh, by Instagram user blah 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 captured Cooley being arrested on the ground. As the investigation continues, Cook spoke exclusively with WUSA9 and his from his hospital bed after undergoing surgery. Cook, a content creator uh, on the YouTube page Classified Goons, said he was playing jokes with Cooley for another video. I was playing a prank, and it was a simple practical joke, and this guy did not take it very well. His friend was recording the video when Cooley allegedly pulled out his gun. The family said the footage is now part of evidence. He didn't say anything to me. He didn't say anything to me. 
Uh, despite what led to the gunfire, Tanner Cook's father said the shooting was shocking and unnecessary. They're making a video with them all, trying to have fun with people, and this guy wasn't having fun. There was a phone that was around, and they were interviewing or talking to him, and he didn't like it and pulled out a gun and shot my son. There's a little bit more to it than that. <laughs> Tanner Cook stressed his family is relying on God and their faith to show the support for his son. Even, and even said there is no ill will, anger, or bitterness towards Cooley. We need restoration. We need healing. We need to come together. I pray for this young man and pray that he uh, finds God in his. I believe that God saves our son's life and he could have easily died, but there's, that, that's not the outcome. God has plans for our son. It's surreal. Uh, said the grandfather of Mike Cook. It's obviously been un unnerving and some fear running in and out, but our we, live our we live on faith and not fear. The mall reopened on Monday after being shut down for a whole day. The Loudoun County Board of Supervisors uh, Chair Phyllis Randall said that she fielded many calls from worried constituents. Her focus is not only on the victim, but the people who witnessed the shooting. I've heard from so many of my constituents that they're traumatized. The victims are more than just people being involved. People have secondary trauma from this and may never walk back into this mall again. Despite his injuries, Tanner Cook said he did not stop him from... Ah! Let's go away. No, he's still recording me and he's got my phone. So, yeah, okay. So <laughs> a bunch of videos just kicked in from this idiot's YouTube channel. So... Uh, with that story, there's some things that aren't in that storybook. The prosecutor's actually looking at charging this guy now. The guy that was shot. Yeah, tell, tell me everything, man. Because this, the, like, the article itself doesn't pass the fucking smell test no. me, and I want more information. As soon as, as soon as you start invoking God like crazy, that means you probably are an asshole. Um, so, like, this guy's prank videos... It's not like something you'd see on like the BBC where they have a guy in a gorilla costume, you know. You know, it's no. This guy, like one of his videos, is they go up on a uh, a tennis court and they steal people's tennis rackets and run off with them. There's another one where he gets into an Uber and has fake vomit and like and pretends to th to, to actually throw up. It puts this disgusting shit on the Uber driver. There's another one where they. Uh, they, they dress up as Target employees and go around and scream at the employees and tell them they're fired. There, there's, what, what he was doing to this guy was he was pretending to not speak English and had a translation app, quote-unquote, on his phone. That kept, and he was getting in the guy's face, putting the camera like literally in his face, telling him that he thought he stinks. And he kept following the guy around going, I think you stink, I think you stink. Justification for killing somebody? Probably not. But we... This guy's an asshole. And, and there's another article where his dad says, he's just trying to make a living. Fuck you. <laughs> I'll tell you what right now, man. You follow somebody around who's carrying a gun and concealed carry. I'm not saying that all people who concealed carry are paranoid. That's, that's fucking ridiculous. But what I am saying is that this guy... He could have been having a pretty bad day. He could have been being threatened by somebody. He could have been, you know, anything, anything could have been happening with this dude. And then some dude following around with a fucking phone telling him that he stinks. You know, I don't think he was justified to shoot him. But in this guy's head, he might have felt a real threat. You know, there's there... I, he, he may have. And, you know, there play stupid games, 
win stupid prizes. So he, there's okay? there's one That's where they're they're in that same mall. They're going up to people asking them to play naked twister. There's another one where they go into a mattress store, pick up a mattress, and run at the front door. It's just a prank. We're just pretending to steal the mattress. No, you actually stole the mattress, buddy. Yeah, uh, you actually did do that. There's another one where people are uh, bagging their groceries up. He run, walks up, grabs their bag of groceries they just paid for, and runs away with them. I mean, the guy is a fucking... You know, we talked at the beginning of the show about, you know, your, your Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination, that you don't film yourself doing the crime and then put it on YouTube. This guy's done it. And, you know, his, his whole YouTube channel is going to be Exhibit A when this guy goes, yeah. when this guy goes to court. And I, I actually foresee that one of two things is going to happen. Either they are going to prosecute this guy to the fullest extent of the law because people are afraid, or they're going to quietly plea this guy out just to get, and then they're going to also going to go after this fucking idiot. I'm not saying he's justified in shooting the kid. He shouldn't, you know, unless there's something we don't know about, like this guy can legitimately articulate that he feared for his life, then okay, but yeah, it sounds like the kid. That, it sounds yeah. like the kid needed an ass whooping, and he should have got it. Maybe not get shot in the gut, but probably probably should have got his nose broke. Yeah, and you know what? I hope the kid does get prosecuted because if not, there's no lesson to be learned from this whole fucking encounter because he's getting all this attention. Everybody's rallying behind of him. You know, oh, you're the victim. You're the victim. It's like, okay, listen. You're not the victim. You might be a victim. You are a victim of being shot. Yes, I will give you that. But in this particular situation, I'm not going to say that you were the victim. Uh, that's, that's, that's not where I'm going to go with that. Because you intentionally went up and, and were poking the bear. You wanted a reaction. You got one. You got a reaction. You got a fucking reaction, kiddo. You got a fucking reaction, okay? And you definitely went after a dude who who wasn't going to be taking any shit. He was a victim too. So let's, uh, you know, both both parties here are at fault of something. That's that's for certain. But if uh, this dipshit wouldn't have gone around playing with fire, he certainly would not be burnt right now. This is this is by definition fuck around and find out, and he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. No, I see, I see. Uh, like, I see, I see nothing but fault on this kid's end. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and try and be like, oh yeah, he didn't. No, no, no. Yeah, I feel bad that you got shot, but they're, they're kind of like crocodile tears. Uh, he, sh like I, he should not have shot the kid. I am make that perfectly clear. He should not have shot him. That being said, um, dude, you've been you've been poking the bear long enough. Eventually, that bear is going to turn around and fucking slap the shit out of you. Yeah. I mean, sorry, buddy. And you know, fake throwing up on somebody. I tell you what, right now. I mean, if somebody would put fake vomit on me. And, like, if I thought that somebody actually for really, really threw up on me, I don't know what the fuck I would do. 
because I'm too fucking crippled to do anything. I'd probably throw my water on. Well, let's just I mean, let's just take that one particular scenario. They were calling it Ubers, and then on the Uber driver. Okay, great. Now that Uber driver is covered in whatever the fuck you covered him in. He's got to quit working so he can go clean his car, get a shower, get a change of clothes. And you've just taken that man's paycheck from him because you're trying to make a living. You're a right. fucking thief. Anyway. Right. You're, you're stepping on the back of everybody else's head to get up on yourself. And that's just not okay. I mean you don't you don't you don't go around that's almost like cheating in life almost in my opinion i don't know using somebody else's bad times and misfortunes to make a buck i mean nah i'm not i'm not a big fan of that that's that's not that's not the right way to go about shit yeah. all right folks that that is going to bring us to an end of another episode of the Social Liability Podcast. We remind you that the Social Liability Podcast does not cost a thing. The only thing we ever ask you to pay is attention. And we ask you to do so by hitting that subscribe button, hitting that, you know, listen button. You know, tell a friend. Come on. We're not that. If you made it this far, you obviously enjoy the show. So tell a friend about the show. Get, us, get somebody listening. Maybe next time you got somebody in the car, say, hey, I got an idea. You ought to listen to this podcast. This thing's great. You can also listen to Buck on his other podcast, The Subcockles of Reddit with my wife, Sadar. That comes out each and every Wednesday. Social Liability Podcast each and every Saturday. That all being said, folks, I'm the Raz. He is the Buck. Wishing you all a happy and safe week, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Social Liability Podcast. <laughs>